prophecy of Simeon has been fulfilled today. Rejoice in the fulfillment and rejoice in the one who will save Israel. Well, only not everyone is rejoicing now, are they? Wise men have arrived in Jerusalem. We rejoice. Look, there's a new king of kings, a new king of the Jews. Only Herod, King Herod, did not like this. Feeling threatened by the idea or the notion of a new king, Herod being Herod, told the Magi to report back to him after finding this babe, and he too would pay his respects. Conniving in the very King Herod way, right? So we have these kings, these wise men, these soothsayers, astrologers, predictors of the future, magi, magicians, wizards, however you would like to interpret their titles. We have these people, and they look at things on the earth. They look (coughs) at things in the sky. They look at things in the sea. They look all around them. And they try to find the truth in everything. The truth about life, the truth about what is to come in the future, everything they can find out, they seek to find. We have these kings, these magi astronomers, who have traveled what is probably a very far distance already. They knew when they started their travels, since they were able to tell Herod when they first saw the star. And just by them remembering and recalling when that was, lets us know that some time has lapsed. How long they traveled, we don't know exactly. Weeks, months. However long it was, it was an extended period of time. Matthew doesn't tell of the Magi ever interacting with or joining the shepherds in nearby fields. Maybe our little people nativity sets fairly accurate then. Perhaps it's been several months, a different season of the year, their paths not crossing. And then we have to ask ourselves, were there just three magi? Were there servants traveling with them? Were there more magi and only three gifts presented? We don't know. We don't know. But we do know they saw a star that called to them. These magi astrologers telling them, that the king of the Jews had been born. They had no idea who this king was. Who lays under that star, they don't know. But they're called to seek it. They're called to find that answer. Now, I don't know if you've ever felt called to do something. If you've tried to run away from something yet find yourself always getting nearer and nearer. A ministry, 
a job, a task that you find yourself face to face with. Or perhaps you've experienced the other side where you've searched high and low, near and far, and can't seem to find what you're looking for. What you're seeking. You may not even know what it is, much less where you can find it. You've sought a ministry task. You've found a job that you love. You've bought into the needing more lifestyle. But just like Bono, you still haven't found what you're looking for. These magi don't know what it is that they're seeking. But this star, this light, has called out to them. Perhaps you haven't figured out why you were called to this light yet either. You may find yourself traveling with the wise men to meet Christ this time of year. Or perhaps you've already been introduced to the light. Each of us has a different story to tell. Each of us has experienced our own bright lights that lead us to new life that lead us to Christ. We are all called to Christ. What we find laying in the manger might be different to each of us. But we are all called. That's the point the Magi are making, for even the Gentiles are called. This is a gift for all, for everyone. This is the reason we celebrate Epiphany, the reason we give gifts, the reason that we feast on Epiphany. It's not solely that the Magi came to the child that Simeon's prophecy was fulfilled. It's that the first time in human history we realize this is a gift open to everyone. Epiphany doesn't get its due praise and celebration from most of us. Originally, when the season of Advent came to a close, as Rick said, the season of Christmas tide begins. And Christmas, the 12 days between Advent and Epiphany, leads us up just as Advent leads us to Christmas Christmas continues to lead us to Epiphany. In places like Ethiopia, their Epiphany is so much bigger than their Christmas. They tie in Christ's baptism and literally roll out a red carpet along the streets for the priests to walk down as they complete their annual rituals with wrapped-up crosses carried as Moses carried commandments, and colorful tasseled umbrellas providing shade for the praying clergy. In places like Spain and France, on Epiphany Eve, the children leave their shoes outside their houses, filled with hay. The hay is for the camels that the wise men rode on to eat. And in the morning, they awake to their shoes filled with gifts of thanks from
from the wise men as they continue their travels. They celebrate with giving gifts just as the wise men gave. That's why we give at Christmas time too. It's why we celebrate God's gift to all of the world. Epiphany is that time. It's when we celebrate. It's when we rejoice. It's when we feast. It's when we turn on all the lights. Because it's when we, as human beings, finally realize a new life had been born, not just the birth of Christ, but a new eternal life, a new way of living, a new way of thinking was finally brought into our presence. For through Jesus Christ, all people, Jews and Gentiles, God's generosity overflowed and exceeded all of our imaginations, all of our expectations. It's our time in which we, as the wise men, did give back. The Magi gave generously, just as God had given generously to humankind. Life brought into this world, especially as new grandparents know, new parents know, gives us hope, gives us joy, gives us anticipation. But a new way of life, a new way of living, a new eternal salvation, that new kind of life, that births all of those feelings and so much more. It excites, it dreams without limits or boundaries. New life emerges and breaks through to people of all walks of life of all countries, of all beliefs. These magi, they weren't Jews. They weren't Christians as we would look at it. They were Gentiles. They were foreigners for, from a different land with a different belief system. Astronomers following what nature and the earth called and told them. Yet, even in a faraway distant land, they were so compelled by the light that they had to seek it out. They sought out Christ. They sought the truth. And when they got there and saw Mary with Jesus, they humbly paid homage. These magi that told the future, these were the first Gentiles to acknowledge Christ as the Savior. They were the first to accept that this child was birthing a new way of life and that that way of life was available to everyone. Nothing before that time had been available to everyone. This was radical news, a huge reason for us to feast, to celebrate, 
Now, Matthew, when writing this book, liked to play favorites. And as you will see, if you continue to read on, he doesn't care for Gentiles very much. So for him to place this story within this writing, yes, it fulfills a prophecy, but it also sets the stage for what's to come, for what's ahead, to expect the unexpected, and to learn to accept the unexpected. All of the generosity that there's no way for us to pay back What the wise man, men were looking for and what they found in that humble manger, I'm not sure. But the experience, the journey, the holy ground, the presence of being in humble love, a new life for all people, that's something that transcended everything that they knew. And that... That transcendence is epiphany. Let us read what I think is our children's favorite Christmas song. Number 172, We Three Kings. And we're going to do all verses, but refrain only after verses 1 and 5. 